Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. Hey everybody, on this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about extra articular ACL grafts. We talk about different paths you can take to acquire your OCS and some of the modalities we use for the shoulder. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're here answering a bunch more of your questions on this episode. I got Lenny Macrino with us. We um, are we're missing Dave Tilly today. Did you say Lenny Macrino? Did I say that? <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> I don't. I'm bad with names. That's why we have uh, we have Evan Evan Eleven here, and we have Nickelodeon here from uh, BU. So Evan Eleven is from uh, Sac State. Nickelodeon is from BU. Is that is that what we're going with? What, what's, the, what's the current nicknames? Uh, we had some other ones. No, you we, had some other ones. You can't make up your own nickname. We went Hog, <laughs> Hog because of his last name. Yeah. Uh, Nick and Ada, that kind of replaced Gabe and no. Ada, but we didn't want that. No thought, replacing yeah, the Gabe Nick's and Ada. Lot, right? Sir Nick's a lot's been thrown oh, around. Oh, Sir Nick's a lot. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Never gotten that one before. But and then I like it, Sir Nick's a lot. I like it. And yes, we are missing Dave Tilly. We're so missing we, Dave Tilly. We got a spot for you right here, buddy. But we have we have we have double the students, so we're good. So. Right. All right, guys, let's do it. Thumb wrestle. Let's see who's got this one. We're not taking turns. We're thumb wrestling. Ready? Go. One, two, three. Go. Go. Just just get oh, it. Oh, what a battle! Just what a battle. Now the thumb size. The thumb size seems even. I think we're good. Yeah, oh, uh, ah, Sir Nixalot wins the thumb wrestle. All right, Nick. All right. What do we got? What is your opinion on traditional ACL repair, allograft or autograft, versus an extra articular approach in regards to return to sport and long-term functional outcomes? Have you ever seen many of the extra articular approach? Okay, so ACL this outcomes. Ben extra- Adcock from Madison. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for the question. So uh, outcomes of extra articular versus uh, uh, standard intra articular. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if I've seen anything significantly different or seen any difference. Yeah. So, so Len, you're, this is your kind of world. Len's like the post-op expert. (laughs) Why why would you do extra articular? Who gets extra articular? I mean, I would, if you see, there's two different worlds we're talking about right now. So extra articular, you're talking with like a pediatric population. So like the, right. You know, growth plate's still open, 10, 11, 12. I've seen a bunch of those. They do fine. Oftentimes, they need a revision down the road because it may get stretched out. Is, Gro- has that been shown? Um, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. The ones I've seen yeah. oftentimes need some kind of revision down the road. Anecdotally, yeah. Anecdotally, right. not always. So I, I got to look into that further. So maybe we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> um, but, and, I, and then you're talking extra articular versus allograft, autograft, and that's going to be to me a no-brainer because now you're talking about a mature population who needs I would say an autograft and then you get to break the autograft down into patella tendon hamstring tendon quad tendon and to me patella tendon is the it's going to be your gold standard if you are less than 30 years of age and we're now we're getting into a, a whole different world of graft choices and all yeah. that but well you know, so let's go back to what he was saying you said yeah. it, it, what's it, it's intra versus extra 
yeah nuts you know and, and all that so, so i don't i think i think research is beginning to show that intraarticular if you're talking about a pediatric population is safe but i don't think people want to risk it and right. i don't think doctors want to challenge that a growth plate and so they're going extra articular still and the kids do fine they do well they get back to their normal they actually do too well they heal so quickly that they want to bounce around so quickly and that could be why the graphs that i've seen and, and may stretch out a little um so something to keep in mind is go slowly with those kids somehow because they heal so quickly. So and, and why do they do extra articular in, in pediatrics? To protect the growth plate, to protect the uh the They don't want to drill a they tunnel. They don't want to drill yeah. They don't want to drill right. a tunnel through a growth plate. Right. So so if if you're talking about, you know, outcomes and why you would pick one versus the other, it just comes down to age. I don't, right. You wouldn't do an extra articular in an adult. No. I don't think anybody. Did. Right. I don't want to speak for every physician in the world, it, yeah. but um, I, you know, extra articular because uh, your growth plates are open. So um, I don't want to say it comes down to a you don't have a choice, but like I would say that's you know that's a fairly common approach with right. the, with the youth still is extra articular. So it may not matter. It may not be a choice. It just may be based yeah. on the the you know the particular I think person. Age is going to be it's going to come down to growth plates on X-ray. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, good. So all right, great. Awesome. What's next? What's number two? Greg from California says hi, Mike and the crew. Um, the crew, like did he spell it? Da. Who's this from? Greg. I like it, Greg. Thanks, Greg. The crew. What particular modalities do you find most useful for your shoulder patients, and what brand and model laser unit do you use? Oh, wow, specific one. Speaking of that, I am going to shut the laser off. So, all right. So, what, what, what do we, what modalities do we use for what? Uh, for shoulder. Your shoulder patients. For shoulder patients. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I guess we'd use whatever modalities are necessary. Not to <laughs> right. answer that poorly, but um, heck, I mean, we use a variety of things. We do use the laser, like you said. Uh, we have a cold laser um, um, that we use. What's our model number? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's the uh, light cure. It's the fifteen watt. Light Cure. Yeah, yeah. So Light Cure is the brand that we use. That's the important part. I think they have like two or three models now that Light Cure has. Um, but Light Cure, you know, to me is is one of the best lasers we've used. It's a class um, four laser, yeah. so it's your powerful laser versus the class three B laser. So when you're using this one, it gives it off a heating response. You got to wear glasses to protect your eyes versus the class three B, which is I think ten times. Uh, less powerful, you can hold it on the skin. Um, you know, it ha it, each one has a spot. The 3B doesn't go as deep as the class four. Now we're going to lasers right now. I don't, I don't wow. know. This is my, we use the class four. I like the class four and people like it because they feel the heat. Believe it or not, when people feel something, they respond better to it. So I think, uh, and the power helps with depth too. Right? Correct. So, power helps with depth. And I've seen anecdotally, you know, wounds heal quicker with a laser than if you weren't lasering it you know six weeks out of some kind of surgery it's not healing laser right. it a couple times like whoa it's healing yeah so that's my I, 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 th I think i've used like 10 different lasers mm -hmm. in my career just as they kind of kept coming out would get like new lasers um and i would say you know the light here has definitely been right. the one that's it, it's been noticeably better or or you know whatever so yeah. it's interesting i don't know if um 
I don't know, you guys probably can't see it for those that are watching it, but I accidentally burnt a hole in the wall the other day with the laser. I want to share that with you. I don't know how I did it, but I somehow, um, um, so, sorry, Light Care, if I'm sharing this. I shouldn't be sharing this. I somehow put it back in the holster with the button down, and there's literally a hole in the wall right here. So it's a very powerful laser. <laughs> so I was working on somebody, and I'm like, what's that smell? Do you guys smell anything? And I turned around, and the laser's still on, burning a hole in the wall. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's pretty powerful. But we use laser. Laser helps regenerate the tissue a little bit faster. And, you know, we've seen that. It's got a ton of good wound research. I started using it in my, in my baseball players um, to work on calluses and blisters when they had, like, open wounds on their hands and just kind of kept going with that. So we'll do that now on, you know, cuff insertion points and, you know, just areas we want to promote healing. So we use laser. Um, we use ultrasound at time. I mean, I don't know. We don't use it a ton, but, I mean, we, you know, we don't, uh, you know, avoid it. Um, sometimes we use it, um, you know, on the shoulder just as needed. We may use some of the electrical stim things. Again, are, are we solving any problems with e-stim? No, but if, if somebody's in a lot of like acute pain and, and they're all spasming and, and they just want to get a little relief, we could do some, you know, quad inferential or something like that. I mean, there's it's a lot of it's the complex for uh, yeah. muscle pumping for recovery. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah, that's a baseball players love that. They yeah. love after a throwing session they, or they've been throwing yeah. a lot for their teams. They come in and get some arm care work and then put them on the uh, complex yes yeah complex is a nice little device that help you know supposed to help with the muscle kind of pump uh, phenomenon i guess is, is what they're saying and iontophoresis we don't use iontophoresis but i kind of miss it it's yeah you gotta jump through hoops to get the medication and all that but yeah it's a different world i miss iontophoresis i wish we could use it a little more i think there's that's a modality that i've seen give me a, a quick bang for the buck that acute tendonitis, yeah. you know, that we sometimes will see. Yeah, I love those patches, yeah. the Ionto patches yeah. are great, or, you know, whoever, whatever their brand name is now, but they're, yeah. um, those are super effective with people. Yeah, I totally agree. Great, awesome. All right, what's next? Our last question from Carrie in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, I'm wanting to become an OCS as a recent graduate. Is it better to go through an accredited orthopedic residency program or to work at a facility with excellent experienced therapists who are readily available to provide guidance and mentorship, but not not scheduled like the residency program. That will facilitate my professional clinical development. Yeah, that's a good question. I like that. Question. I wish we had Tilly because he just took the SCS yeah. without going through a residency right. program. Right. And uh, I know what he would probably answer, and we've both taken the SCS without going through a residency program, so I think you may see a little skew in our in our heads, I know a lot yeah. of students are going towards um, a residency program to eventually mm -hmm. come out. I don't know if you guys want to chime in on question. what you are thinking about. You right. know, I think it would be a good way for you guys to. Yeah, what do you have, do you have any opinions? I'm sure they're talking to you about this in school more. It seems like they kind of push you towards that in school. Towards what? Towards doing a residency. Okay. Kind of right when you're done. But there's only like a handful of residencies. Right, exactly. And the cons, right. the cons of doing a residency. You're going to get paid less. There's a lot of programs that offer 50 to 75 percent of therapist pay. And you have you know opportunities to work in their lab as a as a, an assistant. So there's definitely money in that. But you got to have the financial means to, to do it. Um, I think the benefit is that you can do it quicker rather than studying you know a few hours a week and, and slowly chipping away at it. You have um, you kind of just bang it out in a year and get it done while while making a salary and focusing on one thing. But I think you got to be sure you you want to do the OCS versus an SCS versus the NCS. You want to you know know what you want to do. And we've talked about this yeah. as a group. And I think one of you guys said that you have to have an objective. You have to know what you want to get out of it. Right. I think that's kind of important. that sounds like Mike. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No I have no objective. I just I like the letters. I like it's SCS versus. <laughs> it's it's in sports. sports. So I guess, I guess if we kind of put it all together, I don't think you you certainly don't have to do a residency to prepare yourself for an OCS. No. Uh, there are a lot of benefits of residencies. Um, you know, there's there's definitely benefits from them. So I guess if your end game and all you care about is achieving a clinical specialist, I don't know if you necessarily need to do a residency just for that. I think you would do the residency for other reasons and not just that because you can get your OCS just as, as, as easily without that. And I don't think there's much of a benefit, to be honest with you, if your end game is to achieve the OCS. I don't think the residency is going to help you do that any faster. Will the residency help you get into a position that you wouldn't be able to get into otherwise? Right, which is... Besides nothing with the OCS. The OCS. Yeah, it's just do you, do you want to do the residency for other reasons? Right. Good, awesome. All right. Is that all three? That's everything. That's it. Awesome. All right. Good question. That was a good question on that last one. Thank you for that one. But um, thanks, guys, again. Another great episode. I appreciate it. Um, ask us more questions. Go to MikeRonald.com and uh, click on the podcast link. And um, be sure to leave us a nice little review on iTunes if you're enjoying the show. We really appreciate that. That helps us a ton. But we also read them, and it gives us some good feedback on how we can improve the show. So uh, thanks so much, and we'll see you on the next episode. thanks so much for listening to the podcast if you have a question you'd like us to answer head to mikerinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe rate and review us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and please share this with your friends to help spread the word it would really mean so much to us please check out all my online courses articles newsletter and more at mikerinal.com There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.